Welcome to this week's Anglers Channel Insider Podcast, brought to you by Ranger Boats. Still building legends one at a time. Now here's your host, Chris Brown. Welcome in, folks. This week's Anglers Channel Insider Podcast, brought to you by Ranger Boats, powered by Mercury Marine, Shock to Life by Relyon Lithium Batteries, tailor-made lithium, giving you the most power to help you make the most of your time on the water. Check them out, relyonbattery.com. Relyon almost had a really good weekend this weekend with Matt Airy, Patrick Walters, and Jake Whitaker. Jake, not so much. PW and Airy, they uh, they kind of showed out a little bit. So um, those guys obviously had power to go all day. So check those guys out, relyonbattery.com. And like we always say, don't forget – Use the code Anglers Channel to save you 10% off and get you free shipping on any battery purchase, specifically the RB100 HPs, RB100s. KG, hadn't seen you in a while, hadn't talked to you in a while. I know you've been fishing a little bit. How the heck are you? Been fishing. I hadn't been fishing. What? Come on now. You've been fishing. No? No, no that was David that went fishing. I, know. I hadn't been fishing. <laughs> I know. We talked about that last week and you weren't here, but... Uh, so no fishing, just working, huh? Uh, I actually ended up on a trip to Searcy, Arkansas. Oh, okay. All right. Old Searcy, is that where your daughter's going to college? It is. Okay. And how did that go? Uh, it was a lot of information, and she now has her class schedule and her ID badge and everything she needs to start school in August. There you go. And, and Daddy's checkbook is empty <laughs> yeah <laughs> how long did it take you to cross the bridge in memphis that's what i want to know um he was smart he avoided it now he we, can't we we did take a slight detour but it 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 was still probably a 50 minute process okay there's david there's not a lot of places to cross that river i'm just gonna be honest with you right so no, that's that's the only place unless you're way down in mississippi or a lot further up. Exactly. So I went the northern route to Fort Worth, got to Memphis, forgot about the damn bridge, and uh, sat there, and it took me two hours to cross the bridge. And so when I left Fort Worth at 2 a.m. Monday morning, coming home, I thought, do I take the chance? And so I started doing the math on what time I would get to Memphis, and I thought, no, I'm not doing it. So I took a right out of Fort Worth, went down to 20, and I came the southern route, and I came up to Birmingham. And that bridge in uh, Mississippi works just fine. It, it was good. But it's a long way from Memphis, so I'm glad I came the southern route and haven't, didn't have to deal with that. But, um, well, good. Uh, well, like I said, I am Chris Brown, along with, of course, Angler Channel Insider, Mr. Kenneth Grover, and the newly nicknamed Social Ninja of Angler's Channel, you did it, not me, Mr. David Jong. What time did you get home, buddy? No, maybe for nine o'clock Central Time. Okay, maybe for nine o'clock. But y'all left at what three a.m.? Yeah, look about three thirty-ish in the morning. Okay, all right. Dry. Yep. I saw your little Bucky stop, so you get you got your yep. little Bucky's going there. So, yep. But uh, I always thought that Bucky's one time this on this trip. I should have stopped more. But uh, it was a crazy week, wasn't it, DX? Pretty chaotic. If I, I guess it's almost a whole week for me and you, uh, but chaotic, 
but eh, it's classic week. You can't expect anything short of chaotic during classic week. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, let, let's start off with your, uh, your experience. You got to take care of and be a part of a celebrity fishing tournament. Mm-hmm. And I think the best, um, the, the, the best text I got KG was, uh, Hey CB, they won't let me wear my Under Armour stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and you were hot and you were hot weren't you brother i could have uh so if you if for our listeners that don't know and where the ninja reference came from i don't even know my my wife busted me out for that she's like did i really say that cb said i said it so i'm like you know what i did so many takes of that i can't remember what exactly what i exactly said but um but in that video i i wear the the hoodie right or in this case the, the gator hoodie so i came that morning wearing the gator hoodie and i was like well they're like can you just wear this i'm like sure i mean granted it was overcast that morning um it didn't get them it got a little brighter towards the end of the day but you know i appreciated you know with the gator or if not the hoodie at least having some protection on the back of my neck and i didn't get that with the long sleeve that i had on so gotcha yeah yeah yeah, I, <laughs> I, yeah, I, th- that was a funny deal there. So you were on Lake Louisville, mm-hmm. and who who were you with, and who all was there? So let me double check the name of my captain. I, so my celebrity was Maddie from Maddie and Tay, and her dad. And I believe our I know his first name is Monty. I forget what his last name is because it was a last minute change. It don't it don't for, matter what his name is. It, it's, <laughs> he's he's the he's the dad of Maddie, and it's Maddie and Tay. I think I think yeah. you're good. So so yeah. So we were you know paired up for four hours on Wednesday. Yeah. And on Lake Louisville and. Uh, I guess similar situation that they had or similar condition that they had up in Ray Roberts flooded, what, four, five, six feet mm-hmm. above normal pool. So um, I, we didn't start out. I, I figured that part of the part of the plan was going to be flipping flooded wood, brush, bushes, whatever, and stuff like that. We didn't start that at first, but uh, it took us a while to get some bites. I, I only have four bites throughout the whole entire day. Um, the only two that I brought in were uh, about the same size, rather depleted looking post-spawn bass. Um, <laughs> uh, I lost a good one. Yeah. I saw the fish is not even old enough to spawn. I know, right? No, That's I, what I was going to say. What? They were, <laughs> they were youngins. That's what they were. So, But yeah, I think my biggest one, I, the, I lost two, and the, the, the one that I lost, it looked like it was probably maybe a two-pounder at best. Okay. But yeah. All right. You had, you had, uh, you had mono on, didn't you? Used fluorocarbon. He had mono, monofilament on his, on his rods and reels. He was, he was a little like, upset. <laughs> it's like, you, I mean, like I'm used to like, I, I don't have a Greg Hackney hook. So obviously I'm short, so I'm, I don't have the long sweep for the hook set anyways, but yeah, that, that, that extra, I guess, you know, extra stretch in the mono uh, didn't help me with, uh, fishing some of that flooded uh, brush and stuff like that. That that guy didn't realize what caliber fisherman he had in his boat with him that day. He, he, no was, clue. he was prepared for someone. <laughs> he had no clue. What's <laughs> funny was is this, the other celebrities in this tournament included uh, what um, Spears. What's his first name? You, Marcus you, Spears. Marcus Spears from ESPN. You had mm-hmm. uh, WNBA star Cheryl Swoops, who's from Houston. Mm-hmm. There's Maddie and Tay. Jimmy Allen, the country singer who did the, a bunch of stuff for the kickoff party for Bass the next day. 
But Deion Sanders was there also. You and I talked to Greg Hackney the night after at a little get-together with our, our friends at Gunpowder. And um, KG, he said uh, – Greg said the, the first hook set that he made, Greg made, he said it scared Dion. And Dion says, oh, we're getting serious now. This is for real, isn't it? So he said, you know how – they were flipping bushes, and you know how Greg's hook set is. Oh, it's always he for said, real with Greg. Said, yeah, he said it, it scared Dion. He didn't know what was going on. And uh, he made the comment. He said that this is, this is real. We're going – this is serious now. So – but uh, Greg and Dion ended up taking the win, didn't they, bud? They did. Uh, they beat the teammate of my partner, Maddie Soté. They beat Tay's team. I forget what the exact weight was, but Tay got a nice seven plus pounder. But say, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, the team of Dion. Now Dion didn't catch a single fish. No, I, I don't. Know. Maybe he didn't catch a single keeper fish for sure. But um, but yeah. So I think uh, Greg and their team had a bunch of, like three pound average fish. So but yeah. they uh, he can trash talk now. He can't catch oh, fish, yeah. but he can trash talk. So him and uh, Cheryl Swoops are going at it from the moment that uh, I think Dion stepped in the room for the most part. Well, there you go. Well, and, you know, if Dion's partner is is Craig Hackney, I mean, you ain't you know, got to talk. Him. You ain't got, and he had Sydney <laughs> oh, Wells with him right. too from Barstool Sports. He had Sydney Wells, and Sydney's a big outdoorsman. I saw her holding a bait caster, and she can hold it. So, um, of course, you know. Those shorts didn't hurt her at all either that she was wearing, David. Just <laughs> FYI. <laughs> but, uh, well, good. So you had a good time. Everything went well. You enjoyed it. And um, you got to fly one way to Dallas and you had to drive the 25 hours home or whatever it was. So, but, uh, well, good. Well, we um, – we were going to do kind of a – I've reached out to a couple of guys gotten ghosted by a couple of guys, which is really classic. I really love that. And if anybody's wondering, yes, they're MLF guys. So, But uh, I've reached out to a few folks to be on. And, and uh, I'll be honest, with everything going on, with Classic Week and the trying to get home and everything else that's going on in life, we just – you know, we're tired, except for KG. He's he's the one that's, that's well-rested, I think. Maybe not. I don't know. But uh, KG's tired. He's tired of something else, though. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's tired of where he's sitting right now, let's, I guarantee you that. Let's not go into that. Uh, we're not. We're not. But uh, we're tired of where he's sitting because he ain't at home. He ain't in his truck. You can only only imagine. So we're going to do a little Under Armour classic recap. If you got to uh, check out the Under Armour Fish uh, Instagram stories this week, you got to see my ugly mug. As I follow Chris and Corey Johnson around, and um, I got to KG, I got to kind of live out a little bucket list deal, and uh, I'm going to go ahead and say this in the first 11 minutes of the show, just uh, to give props to David. But David covered my ass this weekend. I'm going to be honest with you. He ran around the show. Um, he dealt with people, met people. He, you know, ch- um, ki- <laughs> trying to say it right, kissed ladies and shook babies is what he did. And, um, you know, he, he just, he took care of everything so I could go out and live my dream of being a fishing photographer. And, um, and I did, and it was a blast. I got, uh, Bass called and said, Hey, can you come shoot for us? And I thought, absolutely. I'd love to do that. So my day started at three 30 in the morning, downtown Fort Worth, driving an hour and 10 minutes North to Lake Ray Roberts. <clears throat> then I was on the water, shot takeoff on the water all day, got off at two and then what's an hour and 10 in the morning is like an hour 30, hour 40 in the afternoon. Because, oh, guess what? 
damn NASCAR race in town this weekend or this past weekend as well. So we had it all going on, right? And yep. to get from Ray Roberts to Fort Worth, you got to drive right by the damn racetrack every time. So um, that was uh, that was kind of a crazy deal. But um, so my day started like at three thirty. I do get back, do weigh in, and then I think David, what about nine thirty? I drop you off at your hotel, and oh I would be uh, nine nine thirty, and then I would uh, literally grab food from the bar on my way in the lobby and go up. And by the time I was in the bed, it was ten or eleven o'clock, only to do it all over again. But um, it was a blast. But David, thank you for covering my ass for representing Angler's Channel so well and doing uh, doing what you do because you you put up with some stuff this weekend and you made some chicken salad out of chicken shit that's for sure so but uh, i think some of that was self-inflicted <laughs> well it may have been it may have been but you know you know kenneth and, and I, i'm going to pick on him for just a second you know on friday he went around the show he's got his new camera right he's got his new nikon and he's he's learning how to use it and he's getting excited about it and um he did a really good job with it so he says hey i, I shot some stuff with hackney zona and noah pescatelli the uh, kicking your bass TV guy, and um, he said, "Check them out when you can. Let me know if they're okay." I said, "Sure." So this was Friday night, day one. I'm going through photos. So I get to the hotel, then get up the next morning and go to the lake, and uh, we're gonna rain the lake. And so I thought, well, I'm gonna take a little nap, then I'll go through photos. So I did that, and I pulled it up, took a little nap, then I pulled it up. I thought, well, I'll run through David's stuff real quick, right? So I clicked the button, and you know, there's Greg Hackney. So I open it up and Greg's saying something. I don't know what it is, but he's in frame, right? Rule of thirds, he's in frame. He's talking, showing a rod, he's doing this, you know, with his hands and he's all this. And I'm like, what's, what, what's, what, how come the sound's not working? So I click the volume button up, nothing. Check a couple more settings, nothing. Hmm, that's weird. So I go to the next one, right? It's Zona. It's good. I mean, it's really good, Azona. Can't hear a damn thing. Not not a word. Then we get Noel Pescatelli, who's YouTube star, right? Same thing. Nothing. Nothing. So, David, it's kind of like not putting the, the, the plug in the boat. You only do it once. But to back out a little microphone, has got a little on-off switch. When you turn it on, she works a whole lot better, don't she? Uh, yes, she does. <laughs> <laughs> So I got I got to pick on him a little bit there for that, but he uh, he he did uh, he did get it upright and get it going and knocked out of the park for us this weekend, bud. I really appreciate you. You uh, you kicked ass, so thank you for that. Try to hopefully the other side. I think I got some good stuff. Uh, we'll see what happens with all that footage, but I think I got some good stuff, especially with the new Mega Live stuff. So well, I've I've seen some other, I've seen some other footage from guys, and so far you're winning. So I'll put it to you that way. So. <laughs> Well, KG, let's talk a little about this tournament. Uh, going in, we knew it was going to be, you know, high water, could be offshore deal. But I think the flooded bushes and everything kind of obviously turned that trend around really, really fast. And um, day one leaders, Steve Kennedy with 23 pounds even. Then Patrick Walters in second, uh, 22.7. Then Cherry had 20 pounds, four ounces for third. And then on down from there. Any surprises from day one that you remember? Um, not really, you know, I kind of, I kind of was looking at day one as kind of an open mind, see how it went and then see how it changed from there on. Sure. You know, they kind of, they kind of set the bar of 
what's going on and how they were going to fish. And then it was just a matter of who's going to make the right adjustments and what was going to change the next two days. You kind of had to, uh, you were kind of picking your areas of the lake. I ran, we ran all over both arms and I'm going to tell you, Ray Roberts is a really pretty lake. Uh, you've got two big arms, a West arm and an East arm. And the West arm is fairly open until you get up into, there's a, a bridge, a highway bridge. And once you get past that bridge, then she gets a little tricky. A lot of sand and timber, um, a lot of things that are that, that are up there. So my boat driver, J.J. Kwan, who actually it's a really crazy story, but I've known J.J. for all his 19 years but and have known of him, know his dad, know his uncles um, from Memphis and uh, everybody. But anyway, J.J., 19 years old, um, out there guiding me around. Great kid, really had a good time. We got to that bridge, it's blowing three-footers, and he's like, I don't know if I like this. And I'm like, dude, don't go. Don't worry about it. Matt Robertson was up past that bridge, and uh, it just wasn't worth the risk to try to find him at that point. There thing going on. So we came back. The eastern arm's a little more tricky, though. Um, it's a wide open for about the first third, but then you get it narrows uh, uh, down. Uh, let, let me stop you real quick and ask you. It, at this time, were you having flashbacks of the previous weekend? How so? No, 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 no. We're not going to go there. We're not going to go there. Previous weekend was a little shitty, but uh, the, this one wasn't bad. No, I really wasn't because, you know, JJ actually, he, he, he has fished Ray Roberts a lot, but he has, you know, spent more time in the Western arm. So in the Eastern arm, he actually called a buddy and they did some reconnaissance earlier in the week and they ran the lake and his buddy helped him with some, with some areas. And that first morning, he, you know, we weren't screaming up, up, up the East arm. We were taking our time, but he had a track on where we could go and what we could do. And he was, I mean, very focused, very dialed in kid. And he had to be because, you know, we would run up the Eastern arm and then we'd hear somebody's catching them. And I'm getting my, my commands from, you know, HQ back and forth work. So then we got to find this guy, which I have, I've got a really cool app. Now I can find all the guys in the lake. So um, we got to find this guy. So we're running back around. So we made that East West trip probably twice the first day. So he got really good at making those runs and um, working our way back through some areas. And, um, uh, and, and, he, and he did really good. But the eastern arm, about a third of the way up, it got really narrow and a lot of timber. And you really had to run whatever kind of boat lane there was. And there was two bridges further back up, and that's where we found Polnick and Brock Mosley uh, a little further up. And um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it's a really cool lake. Problem is, when it's three, four foot high like this, dude, I mean, everything's in the water, and there's four million bushes to flip at. So the quote from Lowen on day one that when he gets home, he's going to rip every bush out of his front yard because he's tired of looking at the bushes. I, I, I'm with him, dude. I mean, because they're everywhere. So... They were everywhere. But day two kicked off with a uh, – I got a call about 4 o'clock from JJ. He said, uh, he said, hey, Mr. Chris, you got a rain suit? And I said, yeah, I got a rain suit. Why? And before he could even get it out of his mouth, lightning shot across the sky headed north. And I thought, oh, shit, there goes your shad spawn. That killed it right there. And it did because we had a two-hour delay. And, uh, and they finally got out about 8.30 on, uh, on Saturday morning, but a two-hour delay – clouds were crazy wicked and the rain was crazy wicked there for a little while along with the lightning but um 
you and I both know that just kills anything you got going shallow for at least the first half of the day, doesn't it? When it, when the light is like that. Yeah, and you know the shad spawn is only going to last you know a couple hours once that sun gets up anyway. But that that tends to to stop it as well. I don't, I don't know if it scares them or what, but they don't like it. No, they don't. And being cut day, it really spun a lot of guys out. We saw a lot of guys kind of freak out because you're right. They had a they had a window from six fifteen to eight thirty. They were catching their fish, and after that, it was kind of weird. Um, well, but so many of them took advantage of that the day before. I mean, they had to. How, how many of those top guys had their weight in the first two hours? Oh yeah, uh, most of them. Most of them did. Most of them did. But you know what you saw? What you saw about midday on day one was a lot of guys start moving. And a lot of guys continuing to practice and seeing what they could find. We did see guys kind of stop offshore and check a few places and then keep on going. They just weren't there yet, you know. And day one, overcast, windy, it wasn't hot, right? Day two, you still had overcast. Sun popped up a time or two. Started to get a little bit warmer. By the time we got off the wall that afternoon, it was starting to get hot. But day three was a whole different story. But day two, Cherry um, Cherry popped seventeen ten to take the lead at thirty seven fourteen. Justin Kerr out of the Bass Nation four fish on day two for nineteen twelve. Now, if you go back to BassMaster.com or any of that, and you see the baits these guys were throwing, Justin West Coast guy David, what's the name of the bait? He was throwing a rat, a big ass uh, rat. But- I'm not too familiar. I believe it was a Woodrow. Okay. Woodrow. I don't know if it's a custom rat or if it's a custom color, but it was like a Wood. And I don't know if it's the, the brand or the maker of it was Woodrow. But it's a big dude. And when I say, you know, you, KG, we see this stuff over the tops of grass or around some of that stuff down here. But we saw Zaldane on day one as well when he was throwing his big swim bait from, um, where were they at? Were they at Gunnersville when he used that? Where, where was it that he, that he used that swim bait? Uh, he throws it just about everywhere now. Well, it was Gunnersville, the, yeah. uh, the but, tater hog. But one. throwing it, throwing it versus pitching it is a whole different deal. Agreed? He was pitching. Yes. If you've ever seen somebody pitch a swim bait, you got to go back and watch footage of Zaldane doing it because he would tuck that rod under his arm and get that thing swinging, and he would he would flip it, literally flip it or pitch it between bushes. And um, and Justin was casting his and flipping his that, that big rat around. So, I mean, and they got some bites on them. Just they could just couldn't capitalize. But four fish for nineteen twelve for Kerr. Of course, Kennedy had a, a rougher day, four for nine eleven. And then um, you know Chris Jones made made a little bit of a, a little more of a move. Matt Airy made a move at fifteen twelve, so he was very consistent. And then Chris Johnston made a move. Corey fell off, but Chris made a move. Pipkins had a nine pounder to start the day, or eight an eight one to start the day, but only ended up with two fish for ten ten to qualify for the third day and sixteenth. We talked to him, and he had a little something different going. That if he could have gotten on a little more consistent deal. It was all big fish. I mean, it was all a bigger deal. They just they just wouldn't play. So, um, of course, twenty fifth place was Seth Fighter with a three ounce uh, deal over Hunter Shryock, who um, finished in twenty six. But a number of names on this list that didn't make the the third day that a little bit surprising to me anyway. I mean, guys like Benton, Clint Davis, uh, John Cox, Morgan Thaler, and Zaldane even. 
Uh, Bill Lowen was a big one. Had a rough, had a rough go. And you know, everybody, you fully expect to see Lowen do something this event because it should have been a, a flipper's dream. But when you've got thirty thousand acres of, of bushes to flip, I mean, it was just a lot going on. Obviously, well, it still appeared that it was it was all about location. That obviously not all the bushes were good. It was still certain ones. So Lowen may have just gotten kind of in an area that just didn't have enough fish. Yeah, and but what's what's crazy about that is so I think a lot of that reloaded because Chris Johnston we saw him and Lowen in the same area. Lowen or uh, Johnston missed or lost a fish real big. Lowen never got on anything, but Chris kept going back to that same area a couple times every day. So he had a milk run that he was going back to. So it seemed like that area that Lowen may have started in on day one, it was starting to reload. He just never got in that rotation through there the right way, the way it seemed. Well, I, I think as the week went on, pressure became an issue and you really had to be doing the right thing. You did. No, you're right. Uh, big surprise from day one, it mentioned it, and I should have, uh, Jordan Wiggins, our Alabama Bass Trail Bassmaster Team Championship guy, 16-10 or 16-3 day one um, to, I think he was in like, he was in top 10 uh, after day one. And uh, had a heck of a day. Jesse was out there following him around, watching him. That was kind of cool to see. But uh, all fell apart on day two. He only had two fish for 310 on day two. Uh, Cox, again, just not the right area. And, um, I mean, he's, I think I honestly think he's just fishing too much. So, you know, he's – yeah, he won Smith Lake uh, on the Pro Circuit this year. But um, maybe he's just fishing a little too much. I don't know. That's just my opinion. Thoughts? You, you, you just – you have to think it's got to catch up to him eventually. And it well, seems like that's kind of what's happened. Well, he left there and drove all day Sunday to go to Potomac. So right. it's Potomac right now for the MLF Pro Circuit. So, yeah, eventually it's going to catch up to him. So, uh, but leading – I, I, I will add this because I know I know Zaldane. I've heard him in another interview, and I know he was – he spent a lot of time practicing offshore before cutoff and all that. He lives close by. His game plan was offshore. I, I think Pipkins was offshore – some of these guys try to make the offshore deal work, and they caught a couple of fish out there, even some big ones. I think the biggest difference is the offshore deal is much better when there are groups of fish and right. they're competing. They're competing for the bait. Right. right. That's when they are easy to catch. When they don't, when they're not, or smaller groups are not really competing on, on the bait. It's hard to get them triggered and fired up. Right. Pipkin's deal was a creek channel that was in one of the eastern arms. Uh, around standing timber and that's really what kennedy's deal was too right kennedy had uh, you know deep you know deep timber that that, he had chad spawn and then that right exactly and so um and zaldane's i I, you know i only saw zaldane on on day one and he was up shallow flipping that swim bait so i don't really know you know what i know a few guys stopped out deep to look for stuff but they, they made that same comment if it's if they're not grouped up, then they're not going to bite. It's hard to get one to really get triggered out there. And we saw Buddy Gross on day two about uh, about eleven o'clock, and he was out like literally in the middle of nowhere. That's um, Buddy's deal. Yeah, trying to make it work and, and just couldn't do it. Right, just ran out of time, so just couldn't uh, couldn't get that deal to fire. But uh, day three kicked off as normal. Um, only thing about day three, it got flat. And it got hot. And when I say hot, boys, when I got off the water at 2 o'clock, the real feel on my phone app, because uh, the phone actually cooled off by that point, was 111 because my phone shut down three four times due to the heat. 
was 111. JJ and I actually got in the water a time or two uh, because it was just so freaking hot. I mean, you just you couldn't breathe. It was so hot. So, uh, Matt Airy, big props to you for wearing a black jersey all day long because, my God, I, I don't know. I mean, I was with him. It, it was hot. But uh, Cherry goes out in first. Um, and then, of course, Brock Mosley is one that I want to talk about because he made he made a run. And if he could ever put together three or four solid, consistent days, I mean, he's going to be a hell of a guy to contend with because he's he been can second. Put together his first day. Exactly. Well, yeah, get his first he day. He gets better as he goes. Yeah, he had, let's see, first day was 8 10, then 14 5, then 19 1 on day three. And it's like, dude, I mean, let's figure out this deal. I mean, if we had one more day, you might have been all right. But And wasn't it like Pickwick? He kind of did the same thing. He's just been Pickwick. It's day been, one and then yeah, built it's, on it every day. It's been, it's been a lot of them he's been building up. He's had like, I think, two or three second place or third place finishes this year. And uh, it was Pickwick that he was uh, he was chasing uh, the deal with. But um, So, you know, Cherry's going to win it with – uh, 13-1 on, uh, on day three. Airy, though, 18 even on day three and finishes about almost two pounds back. Almost two pounds back. And I was with Airy. I started off on Kennedy day, on day three. They sent me to Kennedy, and I followed him around. Kennedy runs right to the bank, across the lake, runs right to the bank. Second or third pitch, catches one. For I don't know, maybe two pounds. He catches one, throws it in the one boat, eight. huh? One eight. One eight. Excuse me. One eight a pound and a half, two pounds. Sorry. Um, catches one, holds it above his head, gets his picture taken, and then throws it live well, and does a does a one eighty and starts screaming down the bank the other direction. And I'm like, where is he going? And I was shooting next to Andy Crawford, one of the dot com guys. I'm like, where is he going? He said, I don't know. And he immediately took off down the bank as fast as he could. You know, throwing a white swim jig, heading toward the timber. And I just don't know. And he never, I, I never saw him get on the bike after that. I left him, you know, a, a few hours in, but uh, went out to the timber and spent a lot of time looking at, you know, um, his live sonar. And, uh, you know, you could tell after about an hour and a half, he was starting to spin out just a little bit. I don't know why, because it wasn't a fast start for him on day one. Day two, obviously, wasn't a fast start at all. But um, you can tell him starting to spin out just a little bit, and um, and it, it was kind of it was kind of rough to see. Kind of, it's kind of hard to watch at that point. So, well, he lost a big one out there in that timber day two, late in the day. Lost an eight pounder, yeah. So he says. And yeah. I think he lost a big one day three out there as well. He lost, and uh, he, and he was toast after that. Yeah, yeah, he was starting to be toast when I left him. I didn't get to see him lose that big fish. But um, Andy told me that it was it was hard to watch. It was really hard to watch. So uh, Kennedy ended up, uh, let's see, ends up in, where do you go, 13th place. Only had two for 213 on, on day three. So he falls to 13th. But, I mean, you got to give him props because these guys were swinging, you know, all day. Now, the thing about Cherry was, and we talked about this on the boat a little bit, was, you know, you heard the guys talking about it before takeoff was having to find something different. You needed to find something different that would, uh, that you think would be beneficial to you. And on day two, we're running around and JJ says, what's that about the dam? And I said, I guarantee you it's Hank Cherry. 
and there's probably 15 boats up there and there's like six cars on the top of the dam that are falling that are just easing down down the dam on the road and sure shit it was hank and he's throwing you know his his jerk bait and we watch him catch i don't know two or three drum watch him catch two you know just keepers and then he loads into one kg and we're thinking you know this is a big fish never saw it it ran him straight into a brush pile off the dam and you can look down the dam and the dam comes down and kind of stair step it's all riprap and it comes down and it kind of stair steps out right and on those on those flat steps that come out especially the ones that were still up high they're out, out of the water a lot of trees a lot of a lot of debris on that you know on those deals that, that you could see so only imagine what's down on that next level that's just under the water surface but or just just on the water but lost that one in a brush pile that one probably would have put it away for him on day two but he kept it close for him airy i spent a little bit of time with matt uh, well most of the morning with matt and um you know frog and a jig all morning long and um caught a big fish on a jig and then uh, a few minutes later was was throwing that frog and he had one come up i mean it was a good fish from what i could tell but had one come up and he never got the whole bait and it was it was kind of like it was a weird hook set it was weird the way he had it but he fought it for a second or two and then it just came on button he never had the whole bait in his mouth but matt estimated that one to be a really good fish and I think that's your classic right there. Had he caught that fish, it'd have been a little different outcome. You know, frog fishing can be tricky that way. Oh, it's, it, yeah. you know, it's the way that plastic comes off those two hooks. It's everything has to go just right. It does. No, you're exactly right. So, um, but uh, let's see. Matt Robertson makes a little run, ends up in seventh place. Chris Johnston in eighth. Uh, only had four fish on day two. Walters, um, you know. He, he was swinging. I mean, he really was. And if you saw my Instagram story today, you know, I'm still singing if you're going to play in Texas in my head because that's, what, that's the song he came into. And it's probably one of the only songs that I remember because I can understand the words. Everything else was rap and everything else. Uh, but, and Matt Heron, you know, came into a Tennessee song. I'm like, you live in Alabama, dude. What's your deal? Um, but, uh, but no, you know, Patrick played up to Texas and came into it in style and, um, I'm still singing that damn song in my head. I, I mean, I grew up on it, but still it's in my head. You know, I, I liked it when he was on stage and he, uh, he holds Woo! up the Texas, All he that? holds up the Texas whores and says roll tide. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. At least he didn't put them down. Right. So, but, uh, you know, I mean, we'll, we'll get into this just a little bit later. We're just going to do the recap right now. But Heron surprised me a little bit. You know, he, he you know, 10 pounds first day, 11 the second, and then 12-5 the third, but finished 15th. But he surprised me a little bit. I expect to see a little more out of him personally. So, I think he would have preferred the bushes to be not so obvious. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would agree with that. So cherry repeats, is that a stunner or no? Get it? Stunner, David? Stunner or no? No? Okay. I, I think what it proves is um, he, he he has definitely overcome what had been bothering him so bad before last year. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that and that and I, I I mean I guess it proves that that what he did last year, he was, he's fully over it because he, he won this tournament because 
he made the most of every bite that he got. He had the fewest overall mistakes than anybody else. And he did, it, he did have two options. I think the, the fact that he had two options and that he basically took advantage of every decent body had is the reason why he won. Right. Classic. Right. He, um, he, you know, last year we were there on day three. He, you know, and I read this again today in uh, Jay Kumar's Bass Blaster, um, which I'm still, David, I'm still wondering what, what was in that cranberry juice. I don't think it was pure cranberry. <laughs> I don't, but um, it's a little weird. But, you know, and, and Jay even mentions it in the story, but last year, you know, after day two, Hank was stressed, bad stressed about going out he, on day three. He was remembering at that moment his missed opportunity. Yeah. yeah. And I think this year he wasn't thinking about missed opportunity. He was thinking, hey, I did this last year. I can do it yeah, again. Exactly. And he made the comment, too, with Jay, when Jay asked him, did you ever think about winning this one going into it? And he said, yeah, I think about winning every one I go into. Is that realistic? No. But this one I thought I had a real chance. So, And I think, too, you know, Clun, Van Dam, um, who else was it that's gone back to back? Jordan, Jolie, Jolie, Jolie and, and now Hanks. Yeah. Only four people in fifty-one years have ever gone back to back. It's not easy at all. Now it's, it's hard to win one, but then you're going you're gonna to win two in a row. That's you know, Jolie came out of nowhere last year on day two, and then you know put it away on day three. Houston, he he was never even in contention in Houston until day three. So. You know, there was a there was a chance for a big bag on day three to come in, and Brock showed that with a nineteen pound bag, and then Matt with eighteen. Um, you know, they they were making runs at it, but um, you know, you could see it on Hank's face on Sunday morning that it was just like, dude, we're going fishing, and here's what we're gonna do, and if it works, it works. If it doesn't, shit, I'm still a champ, so we're good. But um, yeah, here's the reason why. Um, in the end, I'm I'm glad that. I'm glad that he won it. If you remember last year when he won that tournament and what happened after that with COVID and all that, yeah. we started saying, this is the absolute worst year to win the Classic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, everything shut down. He wasn't able to take advantage of things. This now gives him, now that things are opening up, things are changing him, hopefully the two back-to-back -back will help kind of give him what he may have missed this past year. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. And uh, he'll be known as the longest reigning champ in Bassmaster Classic history and now probably the shortest reigning champ because we're only, what, eight months away from this thing going to Hartwell in March. You know, so. I kept hearing him say he was the longest reigning Classic champ, but if I run the numbers right, didn't they skip a couple of years of Classics? I don't know. I don't remember. Somewhere along the line? I don't know. The first one was at 66. 768. I was I thinking think, they, I was thinking they skipped a year or two somewhere along the line. And if they did, obviously whoever won the previous and they skipped a year, that's it's not two in, years it's worth. Not a, this is not MLF, but we don't they don't they don't they don't skip years. I don't think they skipped. I think but Van Damme will will actually probably go down to seven the shortest range because I think he the year he won Pittsburgh was that August? It was. August and then they flipped it on with January and yeah, Clawson won it. So yeah, it I, I, unless they decide to have a late summer, early fall event for the classic, it it will be Van Dam. If still, there's anyone that can overcome a short term, it's Van Dam. No, you're right. 
It is. It is. <laughs> so read your text, KVD, FYI. All right, I'm take a quick little break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the expo a little bit, some new products. And then uh, right here English Channel Insider Hey Jason, what would you say your biggest fear is when you're out fishing? Hmm, Chris, um, let me see, probably stranded out in the middle of the lake? That's right, you know, that's everybody's biggest fear, Jason, not being able to get back to the ramp, especially in time for weigh-in during tournaments. But one thing that's really made the biggest difference for me, and that's switching to lithium batteries, and not just any lithium batteries, but rely on lithium batteries. Oh, Chris, how do you like those? Jason, they're great. Let me tell you, they allow me to spend more time on the water and are essential when it comes to starting and running my boat. They give me short charge times and more usable capacity, so I don't have any late-day voltage sags. Plus, they're stupid lightweight compared to lead acid, and they're practically maintenance-free. Really allows me to focus on my fishing instead of worrying about getting back to the ramp. Okay, okay, you talked me into it. Where can I get some Relyon batteries? Jason, you can visit RelyonBattery.com slash Anglers Channel and use our special promo code Anglers Channel for 10% off your purchase. Did I mentioned they also offer fast and free shipping. You didn't, but even better. So, hey, what are you waiting for? Get hooked on Relyon Lithium today. With so many exclusive designs and processes, no other boat is built like Ranger. It's a dramatic difference that consistently raises the bar of excellence while delivering more features, more performance, and the best value. The Ranger Fisherman Series. From bow to stern, this is results-based engineering at its best. Still building legends, one at a time. At Mercury, there are no limits to the lengths we'll go to make sure you have no limits either. Unlimited adrenaline. Unlimited fun. Unlimited weekend. Except maybe having to go home eventually. Introducing the all-new V8 Mercury Pro XS. Light, quick, efficient. Mercury, go boldly. Welcome back, folks. Insider Podcast. This show brought to you by our friends at Under Armour and Under Armour Fish. The new ISO Chill technology. Check them out online at uafish.com. Wore my, wore my ISO chill stuff this week, David, with the hood. Didn't have the gator with the hood. And you could tell I've got like this white line, you know, like through here where I had the hood up, KG. Um, didn't have my gator with me, but I got I got one now. But um, got and, and in my shorts, I, I had run it. I sat down a little bit because that lens gets heavy after a little while, right? So I'd sit down and dual console boat that I was in. I sit down. I'm able to shoot, but dude, tops of my legs got toast. I mean, I'm red. Tops of my knees. I got like the Patrick Walter syndrome, right? Short riding up. Like I'm, I'm white up top and I'm white and red down below. But uh, check out the uh, the ISO chill stuff, guys. It's it's really badass stuff. I really like it. And and David was walking around the show looking all cute and pretty in his ISO chill. And his, his button downs with the English Channel logo on there, KG. He he was slick, man. I was gonna say those shirts. I'm surprised that, you, especially on that last third day, because I you know, I was walking what from basically from one end of the expo hall to where the uh, weigh-in site was, and I mean, so I left a little bit early to go get lunch with my my buddies that I came down with, and so then they dropped me off, and I'm just booking it. You know, so I'm outside, inside, outside, and 
And it was like, like, like what? I think air temp that day was like 99 degrees. 99. And like, yep. like, and like, uh, and that's not even what, with what, you know, CBs are with the actual feel of the air temp was. But I mean, I know my back was drenched, but I was surprised my shirt wasn't as wet as that. You know, and I had a backpack on too. So, you know, you get the backpack sweats with that. And I was surprised that shirt wasn't as drenched as, it, as I thought it was going to be walking. Well, and, and KG will tell you, you're going to sweat a little bit, but when you run, you get chill, don't you, KG? Yes. It 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 is literally like it's it's well, and I'll tell you what, and I, I wasn't on the water, I wasn't where you guys were. I was in Arkansas, but I was in and out of buildings all day Friday. And I had my ISO chill short sleeve shirt on. And every time I walked through a building, it was like I had an air conditioner wrapped around me. Mm-hmm. Cut some glass. Instant cooling effect. Yeah, you cut some glass, that's for sure. The um what was it? I had, um, oh, it was it was kind of funny. Uh, you know, I had this. I was wearing the shorts. I had the shirt on, and um, this tells you how hot it was. Six forty six and thirty two seconds was the mark. That was when the first bead of sweat rolled down my back and <laughs> down my ass crack on, on, <laughs> on Sunday morning. I went, oh, there it is. And JJ goes, he got one. I said, nope. He said, there's what? I said. First beat of sweat, run down my ass crack. There it is, right there. And it was hot. I'm just going to, it got hotter from there. I mean, it was bad hot, is what it was. But I mean, I'm, you know, hot's hot, right? I mean, you're going to get hot in summertime. It's June, but it's June in Texas. It's a different kind of heat. Everything in Texas is bigger, including the heat. It was, it was, it was hot, but it was good. All right, David. Let's talk about the expo and some new products. First of all, how was the expo? Because I didn't go. I walked around Thursday afternoon mm-hmm. and got to see a little bit. I, I, you know, you know, shook babies and kissed ladies. But I mean, it's just what. Talk about the expo a little bit in your opinion. What you saw? Was it crowded? Was it busy? I mean, it was hot because one room was sponsor related and the other little outbuilding was. I don't know what that was, but. <laughs> Well, hang on. Let me, let me back this up. It was at the Will Rogers Convention Memorial Convention Center, KG. All right. So on Thursday, David and his brother Money and I were walking around. We walked from the marina over there, and we walked past this building, and all of a sudden, you get a big whiff of something, <laughs> right? And Money's like, "Huh?" And I'm like, "Horseshit, Money. It's all it is, horseshit." Because it was. It was horseshit. They, they had a rodeo on one end, right? The other deal. And it's all these long buildings with horse stalls in them. And they were cleaning them out. They were working on them. But then you get to the other building right next door. And, David, how bad was it? Well, see what? So c- keeping with that Thursday when media day, so when, when CB and us pull up, and, I mean, I, I we haven't seen or know the, what the actual layout is. You know, we see these buildings, and on the, I think on the top of the roofs, it says, you know, sheep, goats. Swine. <laughs> Swine. <laughs> I saw the swine one. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm like, huh, is that the expo? Is that, maybe it's not, you know, but you know, thoughts go get running through your head. And then, so when we actually get there and we see it, I'm like, all right. So I guess uh, fishermen or the people like fishing, we get treated like animals. <laughs> yeah, we do. I mean, it was, it was, but the one building didn't have AC, did it? Uh, so, yeah. So the, obviously the nice building was where all the, main and supporting sponsors of ass or at so that was the air conditioned room or building and then on friday there 
I got even the yeah, crowds are a lot a bit, a bit lower, but you know, obviously compared to Saturday or Sunday, but yeah, there was um there were fans, big seating fans in there, but that was it. That was the only thing that was circulating the air in those rooms. And granted, at least Friday it wasn't as hot as it was Sunday, because if it was, I don't think I probably would have hung out in there. But um day two and day three, they brought in or well, i think when we were there on thursday i think they were piping in let's know they did have ac running because they had the i don't know i don't think it was really cool but they had like the big plastic tubes that ran overhead right, and right uh, so it at least got some circulation and then on saturday and sunday they actually brought in some big fans and put them in a few locations throughout those buildings uh so at least circulate the air a lot better but um I saw several social media posts about it being hot yeah. in certain areas. Well, I mean, you know, and, and we got to think about it, too, because I, I got some folks that, that sent me texts about how shitty it was and this thing's crap and this and that. And I'm like, guys, this event was set for March, right? March in Texas is pretty nice. It's, it, 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 it doesn't suck, right? So, you know, there was a car wash convention going on at the Fort Worth Convention Center across the street from the hotel I was in, but that was three miles from the arena. This is a great setup because you had the Will Rogers Memorial Convention Center, and then you had the arena, and they were literally like Birmingham, where they were right next door to each other. You got to cross the street, I think, to get there. But, I mean, they were set up pretty nice, so it's just, it wasn't a great, it wasn't a great spot. I mean, it was, for, you know, for the time of year, but... What um, what what new products did you see, David? That they kind of got you excited. Um, I know that striking. So I'm not a what was it, a big. I, I stepped away from the buzz bait for a bit, but I know that uh, again, not just a shameless plug, but uh, I know that because it wasn't that as many with this year's classic being so close to iCast. I didn't see many people, uh, vendors or manufacturers bring new stuff. But I know striking had that new. Uh, Andy Montgomery skipping buzzbait. Mm-hmm. So that actually had me a big excited about that. And then um, other than that, I mean, again, the big thing, and I, I think I talked about last week was the mega live. And that was, I got, I, I spoke with Colo and he kind of gave me a lot of good insight about, you know, what they've been doing on um, with that. And because uh, I think uh, some, was it the promo video that they released on third, no Friday? Mm-hmm. Was it Friday? Yeah. Um, he was telling me when they shot that video from when he took off from home and got to, I think they shot it somewhere down by your guys' neck shot of the woods. Shot on Gunnersville. Yeah. They shot on Gunnersville. After Neely Henry, they shot it on Gunnersville. So, yes. Or, yeah. He said even between those those few days and when those units got shipped over, uh, Humminbird uh, actually had updates already for it so you know so they've been continuously tweaking it but um but yeah actually to me that was the most uh um what was it that was i think uh one of the highlights i guess you could say uh, of what i saw i mean at least uh because everyone's been anticipating it's been teased and just kind of prolonged teased but well yeah, yeah. well you know, it's funny because you and i did have a mutual friend that sent us a text you know <laughs> talking about you know how you know crappy the picture was that that he saw from it mm-hmm. and he's not a hummingbird guy are you kg but anyway <laughs> the uh not to call you out there but i'm gonna call you out but you know right we're, they're they're a little late to the party on that deal 
But I mean, you know, it coincides with everything else that they're doing with the 360 and, and the units. So I'm excited about it. I'm excited to try it. I'm excited to see what it's going to do. Um, you know what I'm really more excited about at this point in time is getting my damn boat. That's what I'm really excited about, right? Because what happened is, is now my 2021 has now begun, is going to become a 2022 R boat. And uh, that Ranger is just released at the classic that they're starting to build. Yeah. And, um, there's some things there that I'm really kind of excited to play with some things I'm excited to see things I'm excited to learn more about. They've done some things with that boat that, that are pretty cool. Um, there's some things about that boat that, you know, it's kind of still out there for me to, to experience and learn a little bit about, to see if I like it or don't like it. Um, yeah, let me ask you this. Sure. I think all I've seen has been a 520R. Do they also make a 521R? Don't know. That's a great question, David. Uh, so from what I understand is that this year it's going to be a 520. Gotcha. And if things go according to what they think is going to happen, then next, I guess it'd be 2023, would be the 21 should follow suit. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well... I might be around the 23rd this year. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see what uh, what comes down the pike. But um, so, yeah, so Ranger got that out. That's going to be kind of nice. I didn't get to sit in it. I didn't get to look at it very closely. David, you did. Uh, what were your impressions of it? Um, it's just I, I don't think they did any, like, significant changes in terms of, like, so if you like whether it's the, the hull or anything like that, it was more, I guess you could say, just, I know, they, they had new seats. Um, they have a new digital touchpad. So no more gauges or so if someone who likes to look at or stare at digital I mean, analog gauges, you won't have that really with the, the R model, but um, I, I like them. The, I forget what the exact terminal, but it feels like molded back or, um, but it was a, you know, an up, updated seats on the, on that. And then I believe the, the rod, um, the rod, the storage box, the rod boxes, I think there's a shelf on them instead. So right, I yeah. did see that. Yeah, there's two shelves there versus yep. all the uh, the deals, which you know I'm kind of excited about that versus the tubes and, and seeing yeah. how that looks. You know, and it, it's got some, it got some good looking features to it. Um, and it's got some features that look a lot like its brothers and sisters um, yeah. sitting there beside them. So I can't say what I want to say about another boat brand that was there, KG on air, but it was kind of it was kind of hilarious. I'll, I'll tell you off air, but uh, but it was good. David, anything else you saw there? that uh, kind of got you excited or kind of made your eyebrows look up? Um, I think with products, why I don't think anyone, like I said, I don't think anyone had anything really new to show. Um, I know that a few reels here or stuff like that, but um, I, in terms of, I guess if, if I was going to say, like it wasn't a bad expo or, or to say, but I, I, I kind of shared this with you. So I spoke with someone and then they told me that like, um, not many people were signing up, especially on the retailer side. And supposedly the, the organization running this show came knocking and try to get people to, to uh, fill out some of those booths, especially on the retailer side. Sure. So, yeah. So um, again, I, I, we don't know if it's all COVID related in terms of like budgets and with it being so close to the, to ICAST and all that stuff too. But um, other than that, yeah, I think that was a bit more of a disappointing uh, point. I, I, I know Chris is always like, you know, you can go ahead and hang with your boys. I'm like, dude, they left like three hours ago. <laughs> yeah, I kept, I, I kind of felt bad because he had all his guys with him and they were, they were gone. 
So <laughs> that was that was kind of disappointing. Not disappointing, but it's just kind of um, you know, it's you know, John came down, John Byrne, he saw some folks on Friday, spent a little bit of time there on Saturday and filmed and, and saw what he needed to see. So it sounds like, but also too, I think that we're, we're, you know, we're getting out of COVID and, you know, granted Texas was one of the ones to kind of lift stuff early, but I didn't see, I didn't see hardly any masks. I did, I didn't wear a mask yeah. the entire time I was gone uh, anywhere. So that was, uh, that was good to see. Um, but I think it's just going, it's going to take a little bit of time for some folks to feel comfortable getting back out there and, yeah. um, and doing their thing. So well, let me ask you this, because we've we've had talks before about, you know, is it an advantage of having a summer classic as opposed to doing it in January, February or March? And I, I, I've always felt that I really like the summer classics. I feel it's more of an advantage for an entire family to be involved. They can plan their summer trips around it. Um, what did you see uh, either at takeoff in the morning or during the expo? Were there a lot of families there or mostly guys or, or what? What was the makeup there? Did did see a lot of families from you know at takeoff. Uh, takeoff, had, talk, take, takeoff was a good crowd, even though they couldn't get close to the guys. They they got closer to them here than they have in other places like at Gunnersville, uh, because the guys were beached. They they pull up right. and beach, so you could see them. You could get close to them. So it was it was a really nice setup there. But um, you know, I, what I saw, nothing changed from what I could tell. I mean, you still had family, still had people out. Um, I think, you know, when we have a, a, a an early spring classic, you're still going to have, you know, people make those plans, take those kids out of, out of school and they're going to come. But uh, David, what was the expo like for you? Um, well, they threw, I think the, I, I don't know what the fight, like that, that final number that Bass threw up. Um, if that's, I'm assuming that's both way that's in everything. and that's takeoff yeah. way in and, uh, and the expo. So 147 and 197 is what it was. I think something like that. Over which 100, kind of, over 147,000 people came through. Which I kind of found kind of weird how they got that number. Only because I, I know, like, I, I remember for sure at Birmingham, like I said, they had a turnstile. So at least that kind of kept count of at least all the different bodies walking into the different rooms. But they didn't have that at the expo. But um, I think the, the attendance at the expo was pretty good, especially obviously on, on Saturday and Sunday. It was pretty busy. Um, s- some of the vendors I was I was by this yeah it seems like it's weird it seems like it comes in waves like you'll kind of get like a big group well I guess on the edges they'll, they'll come in waves so you kind of get like a big group and then you probably get a slight little lull and all of a sudden another wave of people will come through but um, it was pretty busy a lot of families uh, that I saw um, I guess I don't know I, again it's a bigger metropolitan area uh, so I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing with the numbers because you would think that it would be a lot more, but to only technically have the second largest attendance, again, being in the summer, I'm assuming school's all out for everybody down south because my kids last day was Thursday. So I'm assuming it was done with school. But um, again, I think there was a rodeo in town besides the Texas, uh, the NASCAR race as well. That's, that was, that was going to be my point, too. I want to go back and see what the Houston numbers were. Because if you look like Greenville's not, I mean, it, it's it's a metropolitan area, but it's not a Fort Worth or a Houston, right? Oh, no. Birmingham's not a Fort Worth or a Houston. So, and you know, you when you've got a little smaller town, you're going to have a little bigger crowd. I think personally, but also too, um, I know how they got those numbers. I know how they calculate that, and they do a very good job with it. Eric and Ben, those guys do a really good job of getting that dialed in pretty good. But we weren't the only game in town. 
right? You said it. There's a rodeo in town. There's a NASCAR race at 5 o'clock Sunday afternoon up the road. So you're not the only game in town. I was impressed Sunday with the amount of folks in the arena. It was full, right? Sunday was good in the arena for the for the weigh-in. Saturday was 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 good. Friday, a lot of empty seats, but it was Friday afternoon. So nobody really comes day one unless you're in Alabama because they want to see what's going on. Then Saturday it picked up. Sunday, obviously, it was full. So I was impressed with the crowds from what I could tell. It's it's weird being on a photo platform because I'm in the middle of everything and I can see all the way around. And Friday was a little scary. Even KG made a comment about it in my pictures. I had to change some settings just because I'm showing too much empty. So you got to you got to make that look right. But um, I wasn't referring to you. No, pictures. you weren't. No, no, you weren't. But after you said that, I'm looking at my pictures and all I'm seeing is you know an empty section of seats, which it's neither here nor there. It's Friday afternoon. Saturday, it was full. Sunday, it was even more full. So um, it, it was good to see, you know, a lot of familiar faces. It was good to see. I was a little disappointed in some of the media stuff. Um, but, uh, you know, just white bread would be great. That's all I got to say. Let's put it to you that way. But, no, I was more disappointed in the fact that, Media used to be a treasured deal at these events, right? I mean, it was a big deal to have a media pass, okay? And I'm pretty sure if I just showed my tits and shook my ass, I'd get a media pass now on some in, in some places because it's full of TikTokers and YouTubers, and and that's fine. You know, everybody's got well, a that, job to do. I mean, that's what our media has become. It I is. Mean, it is. But, I, but I'm old school, you know. I'm OG in this deal when it's uh, it, it's a whole different thing. I, but I wasn't saying it's a good thing. I'm just saying that's kind of – No, but it's, you know, it's where it's legitimate going. Legitimate media is dying off it as is. a whole. It, you know, you're right. It is. Go ahead. But, you know, like, what was it? I think, like, so I spent – because, you know, see, since CB was out – on the platform shooting during the way. And I, I, I spent most of my time during that in the back in the medium. And even then I think, I think like the majority of at least half of the media people that were in that room back there were all bass or contracted through bass. I think there was only like the majority of them. Were, maybe, yeah. yeah. So other than that, besides I mean, I got me and like four or five other people, there wasn't much media back there either. No. I mean, it was the same thing during a media day where like, uh, I was like, man, I feel bad for some of these guys. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, there's no one talking to them. And, but then you look around, it's not that no one wants to talk to them. It's there's no one really going on no interviewing them as well. Yeah. Yeah. And then you had guys from BPT that were there and I thought they were lost. Uh, you know, I, I really did. I asked one, I said, what are you doing here? I said, does your daddy know you're here? Are you going to get in trouble for this? <laughs> so I just, you know, I just want to make sure that, that, that he was going to be safe because I didn't want somebody to come looking for him. So, but, uh, but anyway, you know, but, you know, I, I actually thought about that because I, I had, I think David told us that some guys were there and I kept hearing some other guys were there and I got to thinking, and some of these guys are pretty high profile. It, it it's a perfect opportunity for them to be in a setting where they can interact with a bunch of fans and quite frankly, try to try to make what they do their circuit, you know, sure, more important. It makes sense, but I mean, you know, there's going to be, you know, there's going to be Toyota guys there because Toyota's a sponsor. You know, they're no, you know, they're going to be there. Plenty Mercury guys there. There's probably going to be a few other higher. You know, Carhartt's going to have a couple guys there. Ranger, Triton, they're going to have guys there, right? 
Um, so you're going to have guys there, but then you've got other guys who are going to show up to work for their sponsors because they want to be part of, one, they ain't seen a fish being held up on stage all year. And two, they ain't seen a damn crowd in a fucking year. So it's the only way they can interact with yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, and what was funny was I did have one media guy, I'm not going to name names, but I did have one media guy going, man, it's just good to see fish cross the stage. I love the conservation part, but he said, I, it's just good to see fish come across the stage and being held up. I said, you're right. It is. It is. It makes for a whole different thing. So, but I'm not knocking anybody. I'm just saying it was, it, it was good. David. Add a KG's thing. So like, there are certain ones, certain uh, guys in the competitive, the competing league that were there at the expo. But again, you know, so when this this split happened, I mean, not to kick stones again all over with that stuff, but I mean, the names of names left this league. You know, there's no one left behind. But a lot of those names or people that have you know uh, achieved stuff, achieved stuff in bass that left. Some of those, a lot of those guys weren't even there, and I'm assuming they weren't needed by their staff. Right. So does that say, hey, you know what? Yeah, you might. I'm not saying that they're. That I'm not trying to take away from their accomplishments, but I'm just saying that maybe you're 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 trying to ride that wave that's kind of fizzled off for quite some time now, you know. And I mean, again, you know, like KVD had a real long line. I, I hear some of the other guys there had long lines, but you know, again. You know, if you're not getting much exposure from that league uh, and you're not doing well and you're not getting any exposure at all at the, uh, by being invited to at least uh, be at your sponsor's booth at the expo for the Bassmaster Classic, then, yeah. Um, what does that say about you at this point in time in your career? I'm, I'm going to be very curious in 33 days when we go to ICAST how many guys are there, pros, because I've already heard tell of a number of guys who aren't coming at all. And um, so it'll be uh, it'll be very very interesting. Overall though, KG, good classic. Uh, wished you were there, but um, next year for sure. But uh, good event. Um, congratulations, Dang Cherry. Uh, mega mega win for him and his family. And um, props to him too for I mean, just laying it all out there and talking about Aaron Martin's on stage before he even hoisted the trophy. Um, and just, uh, those guys, I mean, just, just a couple of class act guys, class act guys with, with Hank and Matt and, and, uh, whatnot. So, um, well, yeah, good let, event. Let's, let's go all the way back to when it was first announced they were going to Texas. Yeah. We were all excited about it. I think most of the industry was excited about it. And then there's, you know, COVID hit full blast and they had to make changes and all that. It, they went through a lot just. For this past week to happen, they did. You're exactly right. So it, when you really put it into perspective, it's amazing that they pulled it off. Yeah, and you got to you got to give them credit because they actually followed through with it and did it. On, you know, on the lake they said they do it on, in the time frame they said they do it. Just like they actually jumped through hoops and finished their full season last year. They got the classic done. They did. They did. And and brought back the what the official tournament director, Trip Weldon, for this event. And that was awesome. That was a that was a damn class act right there. That was that was very, very cool. So very, very well, cool. I, the major thing, it was good to see that he was I mean, he looked good. 
I, I, I'm glad he was in a position where he could come back and do that. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So good deal. All right. One last break. Come back, do the U Pickums, and then uh, get you guys back on the water right here. And I feel like IsoChill definitely allows me to stay on the water longer. When you talk about 14 hour days of practice on the water, that's a long time. And most people are gonna come up with an excuse to get off. And I don't feel like I get that same fatigue. And a lot of that benefit comes from what I'm wearing. Sun protection, breathability, comfort. IsoChill, honestly, it just helps me be more competitive and stay on the water longer. Sportsman's Warehouse is your one-stop, convenient place to shop. Whether you're into camping, hunting, or fishing, our expert associates can help you find the gear you need. We carry a huge assortment of quality equipment from the best manufacturers in the country and around the world. We have guns, ammo, rods, and lures, not to mention every kind of outdoor clothing for the whole family. You can shop in one of our fully stocked stores or visit us online at sportsmanswarehouse.com. Visit Sportsman's Warehouse. Shop one of over 60 locations. Whether day or night, I love to tie one on. Every day of the week, I like to tie one on. I don't care who's looking, I always tie one on. Every time I go on the water, I love to tie one on. You may not know this about me, but every once in a while, I've been known to tie one on. Come on, man. Join the Stray King team. All you got to do, tie one on. <laughs> I think I always tie one on. Back, folks, Anglers Channel Insider Podcast. Time on the Sportsman's Warehouse Bass Wrap Up segment of the show. Check them out online at sportsmans.com or visit your local Sportsman's Warehouse and get your get all the goods, all the striking and loose stuff you need, and probably some of the classic winning baits as well. If I had to guess, so David, you pick them. Have at it. All right. So again, if you've been, unless you've been living underneath a rock or isolated in like some random part of the uh, part of the planet here, Mr. Hank Cherry, two-time winning classic champion, won it on Lake Ray Roberts with a winning weight of 50, uh, 50, sorry, 50 pounds and 15 ounces. 50-15 for the win. Okay. I'm a dash this KG higher or lower than what you thought it was going to be. It's a little lower. I, I really thought that this would be lower than most people thought because I, I didn't think anybody would be consistent. Right. But I still I still thought it we would at least see one or two guys in the mid twenties up, like a twenty six to twenty eight pound deal. That was my biggest surprise. We didn't see a couple of those. Twenty three was the biggest we had. That was day one. So, um, Jack Kendall. 50 pounds, eight ounces for the you pick a win. And um, all of us were over. Even Michelle. Even See, Michelle. Th th this is the kind of tournament that, it, that I hate that we do it the way we do it now. This is the one that I would have liked to have known what everybody was picking. <laughs> we may have to go back to that after this week, and I'll tell you why in just a few minutes. So. <laughs> All right, David, what you got okay. for Wild West? <laughs> All right, so, well, it looks like Ray Roberts wasn't kicking up the big weights, but sure enough, good old Clear Lake out in the, uh, on the West Coast was because the West uh, Wild West Bass Show guys or the Pro-Am guys were fishing on Clear Lake, and 
with a three-day total weight of 65-54, Christian Ostrander took the win there. How, how about let's do 64-54? Sorry, 64-54. I apologize. For so that. I actually printed out the results for this one, for the top 10, because I wanted you to see this, right? So <laughs> day one leader, I believe, was Chris Dabbs. He had 24-17, okay? Then he had 13-68, 13-62. He finished 10th. Ostrander, your winner, 16.44 on day one, 20.96 on day two, 27.14 on day three with a 7.67 Big Fish. It can happen. He's the only one whose weights went up in this whole deal. Everybody else has went down. So he Brock Mosley did. He did Brock Mosley. You're exactly <laughs> right. He, that's a good one. He Brock Mosley. I like it. So... Uh, Chris Ostrander, 64-54. Jay Holcomb, 64-40 for the you pick and win. So 64-40 on that one. So All right. Uh, how about us? Oh, how about us? Uh, you don't want to know. So moving on. Before we leave this one, do you see who's sitting at who finished ninth in that event? No, who? Tell me. Hang on. Wait, 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 wait. wait. I got it. Right, it's, clear it's clear leg. It's clear leg. Are you shitting me, old Ish Monroe? Mm-hmm. How about them apples? Fourteen seventy six. He almost brought most of it. Fourteen seventy six. Twenty three fifty six. Fourteen fifty six for a measly thirty two hundred dollars. That might that, that might pay for some gas coming back east whenever he comes back east sometime. So was it part of his entry fees for the next event? Well, probably, probably. That's true. They they do pay entry fees. I forgot. So. But um, all right. Oh, hey, we did have a. Uh, I understand we did have a Johnny Moore sighting at the at the classic, and his line yep. was stupid long. From what I understand. So, well, it, a, a BPT it, media guy made sure I knew that Johnny was there. Hey, Johnny's here. Great, it's perfect. Awesome. If he's a sponsor. Well, Sorry. if it's the same line that I saw, I think it was Sunday. Nope. Hang on. It, hang on. Oh, we're commercial. Moving past commercials, my bad. I got to fix See you. All right, so go ahead. So if it's the same line that I saw on Sunday, because I don't know if Johnny came any other day, but I did see a line with Johnny in it, but... You saw a line with, with Johnny Parker. in it or a line for Johnny? Johnny. <laughs> was it? A line with Johnny in it or a line yes. for Johnny? Johnny? No, no, a line for Johnny. Okay, But gotcha. Johnny was... I'm sorry, yeah, Johnny was in... He had both Hank Parker and Jimmy Houston. Oh, well, they're, there, they're there to see Jimmy is what it was. That's why. Okay. Well, so, that makes sense. That makes a lot more sense. So, n- Not to take it away, but I'm sure that kind of contributed to the line being a lot was, longer. Yeah, so I'm sure was, Johnny's not going to be by himself very very often. No. Just saying. No, no, not at all. Not at all. So, All right. So um, prior to the South, Biloxi Bay, we don't know. We, we just don't know. Uh, Michelle won that last one with 60 pounds, 10 ounces, by, by the way, guys. Sorry. Um, so nothing on Biloxi Bay yet. We'll find it. Uh, so Angler's Choice on Kerr. What you got? All right. So Kerr Lake, I guess I don't know. It looks like they were, it was pretty good weight there, but the team of Cooper and Roberts caught 18.4 to take the W on Kerr Lake. 18.40 for, uh, for Kerr. Patrick Brandos, 18.25 for the win there. And... Um, Michelle Goss again with sixteen ten. She's, yeah. What was mine on that one? Um, I have to look back and see. I don't know. I have to, I have to pull it up in just okay. a minute and see. So, so by the way, it looks. It's a good. Sorry, sorry, KJ. No, I was just thinking I was seventeen something, but obviously I'm not. Uh, I'm wrong. 
trust me, if you were, I would I would be very excited about that. I will uh, I'll I'll try to find it. Go go keep on going, David. Well, I was gonna say. So, is one of us gonna Brock Mosey this thing? Yeah, well, we've, we've got we've got a little while to figure it's it out. Going. It's, it's not going very well right now. Uh, so. But all right. So the Joe we'll got to spill up some new line. <laughs> no motto. All right. So the uh, Joe Bass uh, guys were out on Truman this past weekend, and uh, look, looks like Truman's kicking out some pretty good uh, weights there as well because the team of John Bennett and Daryl Reach. Caught twenty two oh two to take the win there. Uh, almost had big fish as well, but twenty two oh two. KG, you were twenty twenty six on that last one. <clears throat> yeah, okay. That's what you were. So so twenty two oh two for Bennett and Reach. Stanley Cooper, twenty two oh two. Old Stanley nailed it. Congratulations, Ooh. Stanley. You are the current leader for the month of June for what? A brand new hydrowave, not just a hydrowave, KVD hydrowave. That's right. KVD hydrowave. Stand down. So that's uh, that's what's coming up there. So Speaking of KVD, fresh off of a W. We didn't even talk about that. We didn't. We tried to, but we tried to. But it's all about Hank Cherry this week. Stand down. Um, Mr. Bass of Arkansas, Darnell, if anybody's listening and you want to post actual results and not just a video, we'd really appreciate you. Really would. We'd like to know. Inquiring minds want to know. So, Or you could update the security on your internet website and maybe. <laughs> Ooh, he you went. know, sometimes the most simplistic way of doing things can actually get more in return. Just saying. No, you're right. You're exactly right. So, you're yeah, you're right. It can. So, current leaders in the clubhouse: Stanley Cooper, twenty-two oh two; Patrick Brondos, Jay Holcomb, Jack Kendall. So, Stanley's got two points for the uh, for the week, and um, currently leading the month of June for our little you pick 'em deal. Currently, without the uh, Biloxi Bay or the Dardanelle results, Michelle's got four. Kenneth and I are tied at two, and David still hanging in there with zero. So <laughs> coming up this week, you've got until midnight tonight to get your picks in. Pro Circuit on Potomac, four days. Pounds and ounces. ABT on Neely Henry, one day. Um, pounds and hundreds. Outlaw Outdoors on Rayburn. Um, that's a one-day deal as well. Pounds and hundreds. Collins Bash for Cash on Lake Gaston is a one-day deal. Pounds and hundreds. Bass Champs on Tawakini. Another one-day deal, uh, pounds and hundreds, and then Fishers of Men on Watts Bar. Over-under, we see, well, let's see. Yeah, over-under, we see um, John Murray jumping that one on Watts Bar this weekend. <laughs> Sorry, did I say it out loud? Uh, I bet that we is do. a possibility. I bet we do. I bet we see him, uh, I bet we see him jumping that one on Watts Bar, so... Uh, if not, he'll be doing uh, something else. So, David, what did you learn from, from last week from your trip to Texas? Uh, I learned that I, 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 should, I, should, I, I should be carrying a big jug of oh, – a big Yeti jug of water. Damn straight. Because I thought I was going to be ready. I mean, like, the weather up in Wisconsin is getting hot. I mean, obviously it's not as hot, but hot and humid. And I'm like, all right, I think I'm, I, I can do this. 
you know, and I get in on, on that on that late flight on what Tuesday, Tuesday night. I'm like, yeah. it's still pretty hot and humid out here, but <laughs> but yeah, I, I learned that it's I still need a little bit of, of training to adapt to that Texas heat, but ooh, can't do it yet. This little northern guy here. Yeah. Yeah. KG, what'd you learn about college life in Cersei, Arkansas? I learned that my daughter is capable of driving from home to out there and back. Okay. By herself? Yeah, she, she did a – well, she wasn't by herself. Okay. She did a pretty good job. But I, I also learned in that process that riding in the back seat of her car is not very comfortable. <laughs> what kind of car is this? It is a Mazda CX-30. Okay. And you were in the back seat for what reason? Well, because she was driving and my wife was in the other front seat. Right, right. It's okay. I knew it going in. Look, I, I set my phone up on the headrest, and I sat there and watched fishing the whole way out there and all the way back. It's cool. That's awesome. just had to get out occasionally and stretch my legs and fill, fill them again. But I... I saw the last day of the BPT, and I got to see most of the coverage Saturday on the way home okay. from the class. Good. It's all good. Good. KG, since you said you watched, did you watch the morning stuff on Saturday for the classic? Through, I, no, I, I missed the delay and all that. When I started watching was about the time I started fishing. I was going to see if you watched on if you were able to watch it on Fox or did you watch it on the the website? So okay, I, yeah, the the I tried to start watching it on Fox in the hotel room, but it wasn't on FS1 there. I, something else was on. Oh, it was on Fox Network Fox. Okay, I, I couldn't find it. I don't think okay. I had Fox on that TV because I I I scrolled through every channel they had through the guide. Okay. Good deal. Good deal. Appreciate everybody tuning in and hanging out with us this week. We do appreciate all the texts. We got a few texts from uh, from the last show and a few texts from a couple of shows past. One of them being that uh, he enjoyed, one, one listener enjoyed the classic beatdown episode. The young man from Auburn did a great job breaking down the lake. That's what I want to hear, he says. People talking about fishing. A lot of podcasts have gotten away from that. And if they do concentrate on fishing, their sound is so bad, it's hard to listen. P.S., David's sound was a lot clearer. Did he do something different? Yes, what? he did. He actually talked. He spoke up and he talked. That's why his sound is better. So let me tell you something. Young David is blooming. He is coming out of his shell and he is getting KG. Listen, when I would come back to the media center after shooting weigh-in, David has the people. I mean, he has the fan base now. He's giving nuts to the dynamic team. He's high-fiving people. He's coming through going, hey, Corey, I need to talk to you real quick. Hang on one second. Let you and me have a conversation. And he's shoving the camera in his face, and he's like, CB, I got to go. I got to work. I'm busy. Leave me alone. He like Kevin hearted the whole thing, right? I'm just, this, is, this, this is right. I got to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to live stream that. You watch. Here we go. Let's get to work, damn it. That's what he said to me. I'm like, I'm not, I'm working. I'm working. I'm, I'm, I'm working. I'm, I'm busy. He did, he did good. KG, you be proud. Well, so. well, look, you and I have never doubted him. No, never. And we just, we've, I think we maybe we've poked him enough now to maybe. <laughs> Listen, when Boss Man calls me on Sunday afternoon, he says, Hey, that David kid, 
He's pretty good. He ain't no Kenneth Grover, but he's he's pretty good. That's what he said. So I'm kidding. He did, but he did he did call and say that David kid's really good. I liked him. So and I call him a kid because he's you know this tall, but uh, he's a kid. So but we had a good time. So David, give me a number. Give me a uh, give me a number. A classic number to give away a hat or something. Two classic number two. Number two. Texture number two. Two five six five three five three two one seven. Podcast hotline brought to you by X Zone guys. As always. Thanks for listening. We thanks for uh, being part of the show. Hit it, David. Come on, you keep. It. Now he won't uh, shut sorry. up. So I, I just want to let people know because I, I did speak to uh, to CB about it. But one, I know some people have been messaging us about if you've been a winner on our fantasy site. Why are you uh, bring this up? That uh, CB will eventually get your results back to you, your your your, uh, your prizes to you at some point. And if you didn't get your stickers, then I will be sending some information to CB. But if you want stickers. Hit us up and we'll make sure CB gets it to you. <laughs> Your social ninja has not been passing along the messages to me is what's happening. So we, you got, you got, it, it's, yeah, sorry. Yeah, we'll catch up on that this week. Once I move a house and close on the house and figure it all out, we'll get that all squared away. So with that said, on behalf of our guest tonight, well, there's not none, just us. For Social Ninja, for the Angler Channel Insider, I'm Chris Brown. Guys, have a great week and weekend. As always, God bless, good fishing. Put that damn life jacket on. Don't be stupid. Buckle that son of a gun up. Put that sunscreen on too. Wear the Nun Armor ISO chill. Guys, have a great week. Buckle it up. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Angler's Channel Insider Podcast, your number one tournament resource. 